everyone. It's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, Container Journal, All Media Ops, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. I'm really honored to have a, a, a new guest for this week's chat, none other than Josh Lefkowitz, Chief Executive Officer of Flashpoint. Josh, welcome to DevOps Chat. Alan, thanks so much for having me. Delighted to be speaking with you. All right. It's, it's actually our pleasure to have you here, Josh. So as we were talking a little bit offline, probably one of the best decisions you've ever made is having Jennifer Leggio as your CMO. But beyond that, fill our audience in a little bit about Flashpoint. Absolutely. Uh, so what Flashpoint does is provide converged intelligence and risk solutions to organizations in the public and private sector across the globe, um, when really what we're doing is providing meaningful intelligence that helps them combat threat, threats and adversaries. Uh, within the enterprise environment, that is helping organizations uh, bolster cybersecurity, confront fraud, detect insider threats, enhance corporate and physical security, improve executive protection, address third-party risks, support due diligence efforts. So it's really a broad-spectrum approach. Uh, that we call business risk intelligence with the primary goal of helping end users and customers make better decisions that uh, mitigate risk and align to their business requirements. Yep. And, and all of that, you know, people, that's a mouthful, right, for people to digest, Josh. But, you know, I, I should also add, as someone who's been in the security business for 20, 25 years now, you know, Flashpoint, you guys are a bit of the badasses, right? Doing, doing some of the real, you know, bleeding edge and, and cutting edge kind of threat intelligence and, and uh, you know, uh, not, I'm not thinking of the right word, not just intelligence, but surveillance, if you will, of and monitoring of what's going on out there to try to change the equation around cybersecurity. Um, so congratulations, you, you know, I mean, the, the reputation precedes you. Well, appreciate that. And we're fortunate to have an incredible team and an incredible uh, customer community that really is focused on tackling hard problems and uh, supporting the mission requirements and business requirements of our customers across the enterprise and public sector. This is such an incredibly dynamic and adaptive threat landscape that what we've found in our experience is that you have to have a combination of uh, incredible people with a range of different domain and technical expertise, as well as um, linguistic skills, as well as technology that uh, can facilitate automation, that can facilitate scale, uh, because there are only so many hours in the day. Um, and when you're talking about such a vast threat landscape, as well as customers who are inundated with too few resources and uh, too many threats to um, to navigate in a manual way, there's there's got to be that fusion of of automation with uh, smart people uh, fusing that together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just before we jump into the news that I wanted to cover, I always like to ask our guest, Josh, if you could share with our audience a little bit about your own journey that, you know, that brought you here as CEO of Flashpoint. Absolutely. So we founded Flashpoint in 2010. Uh, my co-founder, Evan Coleman, and I both had a background um, 
really that was primarily focused on how terrorists were exploiting the internet for uh, a myriad array of purposes, from fundraising to propaganda to networking to facilitating foreign travel routes. And Evan was one of the first private sector experts in the post 9-11 era to really understand the transformational impact that the internet was having on the way that uh, violent extremists were doing business. And as a result of that became the go-to expert witness that the U.S. Department of Justice, so the FBI and federal prosecutors, began relying on for a broad array of um, different investigative support needs, particularly when it came to investigations and prosecutions that had an online component. And as Evan built his consultancy throughout the 2000s, um, what we saw was an opportunity to take the methodologies that we'd been deploying when it came to tracking terrorists online open the aperture and begin looking at a wider set of illicit activity, particularly around cybercrime, as we saw the requirements of the public sector had a lot of similarities to the emerging requirements of the Fortune 1000 and beyond. And so we took that approach that really centered around fusing subject matter expertise with technology and began uh, layering that into building solutions and expertise uh, that align to requirements coming out of uh, the enterprise market. Excellent, 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 excellent. So let's jump into the the news. Um, you guys are kind of announcing a, I, I, not an expansion per se, but really a, an upgrade to your whole user interface, your whole interaction uh, with new dashboard analytics. And, and more focused as, you know, one of the problems with, with cybersecurity is we're, we're, we're oftentimes 10 miles wide and, and an inch or two deep, right? And especially when you look at any one vertical or any one threat things or what have you. Talk, what, so what, get us behind the announcement. What are, what are we talking about here, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll spend a few moments on the functionality and then uh, spend a little bit more time on the so what, uh, because that's really what matters. How does this help customers and how does this make their lives easier? So from a functionality perspective, we're incredibly excited to uh, launch new innovations and enhancements around our Flashpoint intelligence platform that center around uh, one, new dashboards and analytics. Uh, and those dashboards include uh, a look at uh, vulnerabilities, uh, CVEs, so particularly uh, how illicit actors and threat actors are uh, discussing those particular CVEs, uh, as well as a credit card fraud-oriented dashboard that helps better identify uh, exposure uh, as well as trends in uh, the, that, that credit card fraud ecosystem. So that's one. Um, the second is around a material expansion in uh, 
um, our data collections. Uh, so that includes everything from technical data uh, to media in uh, chat services that are being uh, abused and exploited by illicit actors uh, to credit card uh, uh, dumps as well as compromised account credentials. And then thirdly, uh, alerting as we've recognized that um, customers are really looking for relevant intelligence, relevant data, relevant alerting. And while, of course, the holy grail of that is alerting that's specific to an organization, what we've experienced is that organizations also have a deep interest in developments and intelligence that pertain to their sector. So a bank in the U.S. is going to be very attuned to developments that impact uh, a bank in the Middle East or a bank in Europe. And so we've developed uh, multi-language keyword patterns that are curated by our tactical monitoring team that are specific to particular industries. In this case, we're rolling out new patterns around the technology vertical, the insurance vertical, the telecommunications vertical to complement existing industry patterns for financial services, retail, legal, and healthcare. Uh, so we're extraordinarily excited about how all of these different enhancements to our platform will help our customers uh, from a use case perspective. Uh, because at the end of the day, as I mentioned earlier, it really comes down to use cases. You can have all the data in the world. You can have all the bells and whistles in the world in, in your platform and technology. But if it doesn't answer that, so what? Which is simply, how do I make our customers uh, you know, get their jobs done faster, easier, and better? It really doesn't matter. And so we've very much taken that use case-based approach to our product roadmap and, and strategy, particularly around uh, different teams that are operating within the enterprise security environment. So whether it's a fraud team that needs that insight into the credit card fraud ecosystem that is going to be leveraging our credit card fraud dashboard and our credit and our compromised credit card data, or a cyber threat intelligence team and a vulnerability management team that's going to be leveraging our CVE data, our dashboard that helps bubble up which CVEs are being exploited most prominently and most frequently by illicit actors, um, or um, uh, for example, insider threat teams that are looking at um, discussions in chat services like Telegram, individuals who have access to sensitive corporate networks and then are going into these chat services and attempting to exploit that access for financial or other gain in instances where they are um, posting screenshots of them in their work uniforms, posting screenshots of access that they have to sensitive systems, et cetera. So really, again, tying that back to the use cases and being laser focused around how can we help our customers make better decisions, shave time off of, off of tasks, and at the end of the day, make informed uh, risk-based decisions that impact the business. Got it. Excellent, excellent stuff. You, you know what I think our audience would, would in, enjoy is, you know, some... So in our cybersecurity following, we have a lot of practitioners, a lot of managers too. They're not vendors though. These are people with real, you know, their dirt's under their fingers and, and they fight the good fight every day, Josh, right? It's, 
and you know this, you've been in security a long time yourself. Sometimes it's a thankless job, right? Because no one, no one comes over and pats you on the back and says, no one broke in today, or we didn't have a breach today, right? They only, I only get to know you when bad things happen, right? How do you, I, I know this is driven a lot by community input, feedback and stuff like that. But, you know, we could read the gardeners of the world and all that. But, but talk to us, how do you kind of, especially as a CEO, take in what the community, what you users are asking, and how does that then manifest itself in something like this? Sure. So there are a number of different elements that inform how we think about what the uh, what our customer base uh, wants and needs. So, first of all, we're fortunate to have uh, brought on to the Flashpoint team many of our former customers, including folks that um, played leadership roles in um, programs at some of the largest financial services firms in the world, places uh, like Citibank and Bank of America and PNC. Uh, so, we bring that practitioner experience uh, and those paddle scars onto the Flashpoint team. Uh, secondly, we have a customer success team that is staffed with industry veterans that is uh, having frequent touch points with our customers, reviewing potential roadmap ideas, uh, doing that in tandem with our product team, um, and really being a um, uh, a set of open ears to better understand trends within our customer base and the broader market uh, and and really uh, taking that back into our feedback loop. Um, and then another component, and you talk about community, community is hugely important to Flashpoint. It has been since our earliest days. Uh, I think the vendor community often, uh, you know, can look at the the broader community simply as uh, a vector for more buying. But at Flashpoint, we really look at the broader community as something that we want to contribute to. Uh, no questions asked, with no expectations of uh, a sales discussion. And so, since our earliest days, we've been contributors to uh, a broad array of different uh, information sharing communities, including the ISACs. Have uh, been huge believers in responsible disclosure uh, and always looking at ways that we can contribute to those communities uh, and also listen to those communities. And so as a result of being active participants in the ISACs and in many other communities, that's helped inform our context and understanding around what our, uh, you know, what the community is looking for and what the community needs. Excellent. And, and it and it shows. So, Josh, beyond beyond the announcement and and this expansion of, of new uh, offering, what up? What do you see as sort of the the big the big challenges in cyber in the next year or so? I think. Yeah, I think that you know when when it comes down to the fundamental challenge. You hit the nail on the head as far as security often being a thankless job. 
Um, and, you know, when you look at the expansiveness of the risk landscape, you look at the expansiveness of the attack surface, uh, you look at the uh, you know, resource constraints that nearly every team is navigating, you look at the avalanche of alerts and false positives that they need to grapple with, uh, you look at the fragmentation of the security market where there are, uh, you know, so many disparate, quote unquote, silver bullets that are your magic solution, but so many of them are, are operating in isolation. They're not interoperable. Um, and you are faced with a security community that is constantly in firefighting mode, that is often struggling to define ROI, um, and that often feels that you can't win because all it takes is, is one bad actor to get through. Um, so, you know, all of those you know, I think continued to be the fundamental challenge that the security community is grappling with. If you were to ask me to hone in on one trend, for example, that we're seeing within the threat actor community, uh, one that I would point to is the evolution of the ransomware landscape, where in version one, you saw uh, a high volume of, you know, you could almost call them spray and pray actors who were less sophisticated, who were demanding lower dollar value, lower dollar you know, I, you know what, Josh? I, yeah. I equate that stage one to the kitty script phase in, in security in general, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're seeing now is the uh, far more sophisticated actor sets coming uh, at the ransomware game um, are recognizing that with the right type of ransomware and the right methodologies and the right uh, reconnaissance of targets, uh, they are able to command uh, much larger uh, ransom payments that they have the opportunity and ability to uh, you know, really devastate companies. And uh, you're seeing them shift from some of their other activities towards these very targeted, very strategic ransomware campaigns. Um, and so that's definitely something that, that we've been observing uh, within the threat actor community and within uh, the, the broader uh, landscape over the last few months. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, the more I read, the more scarier it gets. I mean, you know, but this is why, Josh, I was reading a recent article, I think it was the heads of the six or seven largest banks. And, you know, they asked them, what are the biggest sort of dark clouds on the horizon for the economy and the world economy in general? And, and it was, you know, consensus that cybersecurity was in the top three. Um, so, I mean, but the, to be fair, Josh, that hasn't changed since I was in the security vendor game 20 years. You know, it was always a top three priority. It's just the arms never reach the pockets, you know, sometimes when it comes to budget. And and now we live in a world where even if you have the budget, even if you could, you can't because we of the talent shortage and stuff like that. So it's hard. It, it's a, it's a, it's not an easy thing today. For sure. And I think that, uh, you know, evolution of the threat actor landscape will continue to push the defenders. Uh, you know, there's there's so many bright minds, particularly coming out of government that are, uh, you know, tackling this problem. And, uh, you know, nobody, nobody solved for it with the panacea solution. Uh, you know, you, you implement defenses, you see adaptation on the illicit actor side. 
you know, you see this cat and mouse game. We see it, uh, you know, within the illicit actor communities, we monitor closely and, uh, you know, forums and marketplaces were the place that illicit actors were congregating for so long. Uh, many of them have expanded their aperture to, to now operate um, as well and, and chat services. You know, it facilitates that real-time communication. Uh, it has the perception of being a far more secure environment. It makes itself uh, a fertile ground for sharing uh, images, for sharing video that often is used as uh, a validation of credibility and access, whether you're posting uh, receipts from fraudulent transactions, you're posting videos of sensitive systems that you breach, you're posting imagery of you in your, um, your work outfit, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, this is just another vignette of the constant chess match, the constant uh, adaptation that's taking place on on the offense and defense side and this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> <laughs> anyway josh we've gone i told you when we started the time goes too quick with these and we're about out of time for this uh devops chat but i want to thank you for being our guest love to have you back on in the near future and continue discussing this uh it, it you know it's too important for us not to be discussing but thank thanks for being our guest here today Thanks so much for the hospitality. Really enjoyed our chat and would welcome the opportunity to come back to speak again. Fantastic. Hey, Josh Lefkowitz, CEO, uh, co-founder of Flashpoint, and our guest today on DevOps Chat. This is Alan Schimmel. Forgot my name there for a second. From MediaOps, uh, Security Boulevard, DevOps.com, Container Journal. You just listened to another DevOps Chat. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>